Hello, everybody. We are live. We are live. We are still alive. Uh, except Rush Limbaugh. He's dead. Stadoosh. Yeah, the guy died. Anyway, if you don't know who Rush Limbaugh was, I don't know either. It's just the name of a person that came up all of a sudden. And then uh, suddenly he's doing right-wing propaganda on American internet. And now he's dead. So this is how I, I uh, you know, this is, uh, this is how I follow the news. I see what, uh, you know, people from both sides of the political map, usually the left, because uh, Facebook is trying to sell me my own people, are happy about something. And then, oh, this guy died. Anyway, why am I talking about this? Good day, everybody. Good day. Hello. 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 This, uh, welcome to the show. This show is called Crazy Stories. As you know or don't know, on Mondays, I have a show called Going Crazy where I rant and you guys write me comments. And then on Wednesday, so I can uh, not go as crazy as, uh, you know, I could, I have somebody on that I can actually talk to. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's called Crazy Stories because I believe everybody has some crazy stories from their life. And so I bring on friends, people I find interesting, and they tell me, uh, you know, they're crazy stories. We shoot the shit, we talk, we have a nice time. That's what the show is about. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. He's not Italian, but I like black accent, so fuck you. Uh, this is actually a little Russian. Anyway, his name is uh, Fedor. He's all the way from the Netherlands, and uh, he is a comedian, and he's a very nice guy. Please welcome Fedor! Oh! Uh, you are. You're extremely white. Oh, my God. It's, right. it's, it's, we're all way whiter than we used to be. It's no, you look like really daylight. white. Your your background is white. Oh yeah, because you haven't seen daylight in a long yes. time. Jesus. It's, it's uh this is this is just the winter lockdown look, man. Do you I think mean, we, uh you think vampires are having like a better time? They feel like they don't have FOMO anymore. They're like everybody's I, like us. I think they 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 don't feel special enough anymore. Hmm. Like I I think we're taking their taking their their spotlight. Or lack of spotlight. I also think they don't feel secretive enough anymore. Because the minute they kind of show their teeth, they're like, ah, you're a vampire. It's like, <laughs> yes. God damn it. Uh, media ruined, ruins everything. Uh, but we, I, I, think we, I think we need to get this out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at what we found before. Wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh. oh, freaky. Wait, we have to say this. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. I, my coordination sucks. Oh, a little bit more. A little yeah, bit more. Yeah. Deeper, uh, deeper. No. Oh, yeah, you got the sweet spot. This All is, right, let's this say is... something together. Let's say, let's say, uh, I don't know who Rush Limbaugh is. No, uh, let's say, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, well, fuck it. Let's say that. What? I don't know. <laughs> that... Three, two, when is one. Trump coming back? What, what? I don't know. Uh, Hello. Let's just say one word. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. Let's just say hello. All right. One, two, three, and. Hello! Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was freaky, wasn't it? Yeah, man. It's, it's... On my show on Monday, I was talking about uh, about the trend of men being bald and having beards, and I really explained that this is not a trend. This is a survival tactic. <laughs> yeah, this is this is necessity. It's, we have uh... no hair, and without <laughs> hair on our face, we just look like teenage boys. So that's what we do. And I don't know what hairdresser situation in, in Germany is, but here they're close. So now everyone's like uh, fucking jealous all of a sudden. Like, oh, you, you got it easy. Why? Why? Why you got it easy? Because people cannot go to the hairdresser. So everybody with uh, actual hair is now like it's a mess. 
Oh, so we're the cool ones now, yeah. aren't we? Now we're the Look lucky ones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leah wrote to, uh, to us, you are clones. Hello to both Ori's. <laughs> yes, thank you very yes. much. Thank you. Uh, do you want to, uh, maybe we can both show our circumcised penises then. Maybe we can do that if we're... Uh... I need to get the scissors then, sorry. Uh, <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> How are you this doing? You're in the Netherlands? What's going on with you? You're in the Netherlands uh, right now? I, yeah, I'm in the Netherlands. In, in fact, I realized last week this is, even though I am Dutch, I think this is the longest stretch I've been in the Netherlands nonstop in my whole life. Yeah, you're a traveler. You love yeah, to even, travel. Even, even as a kid, like at, at, when I was three weeks old, my parents went to France with me already. So I think this is the longest stretch in one country. Three weeks old? Yeah. Jesus, they were trying to get rid of you, weren't they? they were <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, basically. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we lose them on the plane. What can happen? <laughs> yes. Man, you are. I think you are the one of the most well-traveled people I've met. You've also uh, you traveled to to uh, uh, Asia a lot, and uh, actually, like last uh, not last time we met, but but before that, you invited me to come to do a stand-up festival in uh, in Nepal, where you also have an apartment that you rent and you do comedy in English in Kathmandu. What the fuck, man? I mean, Berlin is almost as weird. Let's be it's, 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 to be honest, Kathmandu is slightly more sane than Berlin. Uh, but the less I, obvious I can see choice. That. I can see that. Other than, other than the cows uh, walking the street next to the people and uh, and the... Disabled people rolling their uh, their chairs on the actual road because there are no sidewalks. Yeah, I can see it's 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 pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty similar. I mean, I think the, you got just as much as much cows on the road in in Kathmandu as you got comedians in Berlin. So I think that evens out. <laughs> that's true, but sadly, not enough of us get run over. So. <laughs> So tell me a story, man. Tell me a story all the way. Where you want to tell a Nepal story? Tell me a traveling story. Tell me whatever story you want. Tell me, man. Well, let's do it. Let's do a Nepal story. Um, especially since you, you, and at least at least you kind of know the place. You've been there last year. Uh, I was. It's a crazy like, place. Crazy. Yeah. Place. Most other people, when I talk about Nepal, they just have no idea. They just think I have a goat in the mountains, uh, which I wish I had. To be honest. <laughs> Would have would have enjoyed goat life. Yeah, goat in the mountain is actually a little nicer than being in in Nepal. Yeah. I, by the way, when I was there, you were like, you should put on a mask because there's so much pollution. And I was like, mask, moi, <laughs> never. And I'm like, I have fifty in my house right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Real me, I was prepared for this. I'm like, everybody yeah. was complaining about the mask, and I'm like, yeah, no, this feels like home. This is fine. I'm used to this. This is. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put the mask on, and if a cow just passes by, I'll be fine with that too. No problem. Yeah. There was, in the beginning of the whole pandemic thing, there was like a run on good masks and a shortage of good masks, but I had like boxes of them because I bought them for Nepal. <laughs> yeah. You got you got the cool masks first. You, you were one of the cool guys with the cool masks, weren't you? Yeah, and I was prepared to trade it for, you know, it's a pandemic, so sex, uh, the basics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, tell me a Nepal story, man. Tell me a Nepal story. Um, well, as, as you at least know, because you even uh, touched on it uh, just before the show, I um, so 2020 was my my supposed to get married year. Yay! Um, supposed, <laughs> to. <laughs> supposed to, kind of. I still kind of got married. 
Now here's like, yeah, for the, for the people watching, uh, so I used to live part of the year in Nepal for the last couple of years with my Dutch girlfriend, fiance, maybe wife now, I'm not sure. It's, nobody knows. It's, nobody knows, it's complicated. Um, but we, so I proposed to her like two years back and we were gonna get married in, in Europe, somewhere in Greece for random reasons uh, in May. But we were also going to do a little ceremony in Nepal because we got a lot of friends there. They're kind of like family, so it felt like you know we needed to do there, something. There are well. servants, but they're kind of like family. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, you want to give them the idea that they're important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you do tell you do pay them one euro, one euro a, a day, so at least exactly. they can be part I, of your I wedding. paid them above average. <laughs> like, Way above average. Way above average. For the Nepali standard. Um, so we decided to do a ceremony there as well. And we, we were going to be there in this, uh, last year in March and April. And wanted to do end of April, do a little, you know, not just a little little thing. Just a little thing with a few friends. Yeah. Um, Linda went to Nepal before me, uh, 1st of March, I still remember. And she told her, like her boss there, like her colleagues, and they're all Nepalese, but they consider her family. So the first thing they did is call their priest. And from that point, it was all out of our hands. <laughs> like okay. we have no say in anything anymore. Um, a Nepalese, Nepalese priest? Don't they believe yeah. in like Shiva and stuff like that? What were we talking about before? Yeah, like a Hindu priest. Oh, like, a Hindu priest. All right. Not like yeah. a fuck little boys in Ireland priest. All right, cool. Apparently they do that as well, but not in Ireland. Oh, they, they do it but locally. not in Ireland, in the park. Yeah, they do locally. So uh, nobody cares. Nobody yeah, cares oh, no, if they're not no. white. Nobody yeah, cares. No, it's, it's, it's barely can, news. Those are the laws of morals. You can fuck a kid if it's if it's not a white kid. That's, yeah, that's yeah, basically. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the law. That's, it's the international that's law. law. That's, that's how yeah. it's been. Uh, <laughs> it's for generations. And if it's something we learn from uh, the Nazis, that... Uh, you know, uh, traditions needs to be kept up. All right, let's yeah. move on. From Tra traditions <laughs> have value. Um, so anyway, Linda was there. The priest got involved. We had nothing to say anymore. We said we wanted to get married the 20th of April. The priest went, no, that's not an auspicious day. You need to. He looked at our, like, uh, dates of birth and how the stars aligned and what's, what's, whatnot. And wow. apparently we had to get married on the 13th of March. Which so wait, like, you wanted to get married on the 20th of what, May? April. April. So he took it back a month? Five weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Put it on a Friday Maybe it was the just 13th. not convenient for him that date. He was <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, like, now I have that, uh, that kid dude, fucking orgy. This football and thing I, uh... and the kids. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but five weeks earlier, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and like, it's good and for you, it... trust me. The yeah, stars align. Well, actually, it was good for me because April was full on lockdown, so it would, would have never mm. happened. Wow, look at that. Look so at maybe that. the stars were right. Uh, mm. But it was kind of weird. Priest. This was like, he told us, like, oh, he told Linda, I wasn't even in Nepal yet, like six days before. I was in, I think, Bulgaria or Barcelona doing shows. And Linda calls me, yeah, we're getting married on Friday. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> Oh, I remember that that you we were talking about something online and you were like super stressed because you had to go. To, <laughs> I didn't realize that a priest predated yeah. your wedding five weeks. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, All people right. are always stressed about a wedding, and all of a sudden we had six days to plan it. <laughs> All right, cool. But it's it's you know, the, as you know by now, the Nepalese are not good at planning. 
So they are actually very good at just doing things on the spot and making it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I wouldn't Nepal, say very good as I've seen the buildings, <laughs> yeah. but they managed to do so. Yeah, I would say yeah. that. Things happen. Uh, yes. <laughs> whether Things they happen, happen well, different story. Yeah. Um, there is a place called Nepal. It is there. Uh, <laughs> it's so. there. It's, uh, but yeah, so I flew over there. We got a very traditional wedding, which we didn't want because we know we don't want to culturally appropriate. And also we're not Hindu. So <laughs> it's, yes, but I think they're culturally appropriating you, right? They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got, come we here. Got we, yeah, yeah. That they annexed us in their culture. The problem and is, if you come from like a European country and you come to Nepal to Kathmandu and they're like, join our gods, you just take a look around and go, I'm going to stay with Jesus. I've, 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 you know, Europe looks better. I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not sure about your gods. All right. One of like, I know very little about the Hindu gods because there are 36 million and that's not like an exagger comedic exaggeration. That's how much there yeah, are. There are, right? There's like a ton yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, but I know like Lord Shiva sometimes manifests himself just as a dick. Just as a dick. Just a dick. Just one big penis. There are also statues of just basically a big penis. Which is could you be could you be like masturbating at home and suddenly your dick is Lord Shiva? It is it it's okay you ruined that for me tonight. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> am I am I jerking myself off or I am doing Lord Shiva a favor over here? It's. I think I'm not sure. Lord Shiva has blue, so maybe if you squeeze, you know, long enough, it does. It does kind of turn into. Does Lord Shiva, Shiva have an STD like I do, or no? All right, let's stop that. All right. Yeah, I, I right. think we pissed off more than a billion people now. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, that's. Yeah. I think when I did this show in Nepal, that, that their gods were the first thing I was talking about. <laughs> all these weird <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. So, is, uh, oh yeah. Anyway, so we have the wedding, um, which is I never, I actually always managed to skip Nepalese weddings because Linda always said, "Dude, they're weird and they take forever." Um, so I was not prepared. I had no clue. Um, basically, there was a priest. We were at a temple. This is uh, you've been at the, close to this temple. It's where they burn dead people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that temple. So Fantastic. we had like, so the Smell date that you chose is a bad omen, but burning, <laughs> burning, yeah. dead bodies and marrying in that place is, is on Friday right. the thirteenth. <laughs> on Friday the thirteenth, while they're burning bodies, no alarm bells going off. Like everyone, this is fine. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, it was basically a few hours of us like dressed up weirdly and having no idea what's going on. Okay. It's after about two or three hours, like my fiance, girlfriend, Mrs. Uh, Linda started like asking the translator. We had a friend translate, like, are, are we married now? Like, no, no, no. What do you, yeah, what do you mean yet. two, three hours? You were standing there two, three hours while the priest was talking in Hindu? Yeah, well, he was talking Hindu. We had to do all little things, like put little paints on statues, walk okay. around circles with incense. Okay. So more paints, put money somewhere. I think it was a scam. <laughs> but then, you they know... Took, it, they took our passport. We went to Russia. <laughs> yeah. He had to, uh, you know, had, had the first ride to the bride. And of course. <laughs> it was tradition. 
Uh, and then, you know, after Linda asking a couple of times, and are we married now? No, not yet. And then at some point I did some paint on her forehead and then we were married. All right. It just, but uh, so that was all kind of weird, but it's, it was also a weird time because like 13th of March is like the, the turnaround point of all the lockdowns starting everywhere. Mm. Uh, I don't know when it started in, in Germany, but here on the Netherlands on the 14th of March, the lockdown started. Yeah, so it was really this weird transition period. Nobody knew what was going on. Rules were changing. Yeah, yeah. So we had the party the next day, but there were actually a few people that decided after the wedding, just people, expats that live in Nepal like we do, to book the next plane out and fly in, leave in the morning in kind of panic mode. Hmm. And that missed the party. So that was a bit weird, but we were still like, you know, getting married and drinking. Like the party part was not very traditional. This, that was just full on booze, cake, and more booze. So that was cool. And dead, and dead bodies. So... Still like the smell of the dead bodies in the hair, in the yeah. ash. Hmm. Oh, forgot one minute weird detail. They, they, uh, the wedding car. Uh, which was just a friend that drove us there with his little car. You know, you've seen the little cars. They're like tiny little Suzuki's, like the taxis. Uh, they That's waiting them. to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're basically a little coffin. You're already in them waiting for the actual dying to happen. Just for people yeah. to get a context, if that car hits a cow, the car is a goner. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Cow, <laughs> yes. the cow is fine. The cow is like, you know. It's they're not approved for the road in China. That's that's a sign. That's, that's... unless you're Muslim. Unless yeah, you're yeah, Muslim, then, then you can uh, drive uh, it all over China, no problem. All right. Then they're fine with it. But uh, they decorate them with the little flowers like all over the car, all these flowers. Uh, while we had the, the the wedding, the ceremony, the car was ambushed uh, by monkeys. Like what? Uh, a bunch of monkeys attacked the car and pulled off the flowers. Like the old <laughs> Nepalese lady tried to defend the car, but at some point she had to give up because the monkeys were in the majority. Uh, she, when we went down, like there were flowers everywhere and all these little monkey footsteps on the windshield and just this old lady sitting there all defeated. Like I tried, I tried, they, they were too much. That's what I, you know what, I think the people, the, all the people from America that are like, uh, you know, the conspiracy people, like, they, their problem is they've never been to an Asian, to a third world Asian country. Because <laughs> the minute you see the difference between a place where there is no monkeys tearing apart your car to a place where there are monkeys tearing, tearing <laughs> apart your car, you kind of realize the government is doing a well enough job <laughs> for your day-to-day -day activities. But uh, uh, all right. Yes. No, I, that's a very, very fair point. It's uh, Also, they clearly, during the pandemic, lost control because monkeys really started to take over more places in Kathmandu. But that's it. <laughs> that's really? It. Well, that yeah. makes sense, actually. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is it, is it like, are you afraid to leave the house? It's uh, no, not that bad. No, in general, like the people in in Nepal, they're relatively friendly. You know, they're they're cheeky oh, I'm monkeys. Talking about they're the monkeys. Not... <laughs> I'm talking about the monkeys. Shmulik wrote us: monkeys stole my laundry in India. That's what Fucking they do. Monkeys. That's Fucking what they monkeys, do. Man. <laughs> it's... It's, uh, then, uh, uh, then they brought it back, and they were like, "At least fucking clean this shit, man." <laughs> disgusting. Oh man, but it was the 
What was so the I, dicks part? Did your did your house get decorated by dicks? No. Don't you know that? I, I don't know. I think it's a Hindu thing as well. You were saying that Shiva is sometimes uh, a dick. Yeah. Uh, dick. So uh, I've seen pictures of this where people, after they get married, their houses are filled with dicks. Like <laughs> on the outside, there's dicks everywhere. And uh, and they, they basically, it's a sign of fertility there. So you can have a kid and stuff. So they put dicks everywhere. This is, uh, no, no, no. I've, I've been spared that, luckily. Mm. They have another weird little local tradition is that uh, the, the family of the bride, after the wedding, they steal your shoe. Oh, okay. And then you have to negotiate and buy it back. Um, really? I When I was in China, there was something similar where where... You had to find the 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 uh, the bride's shoe, not the not the groom's shoe. Mm. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Well, yeah. And and you have to negotiate. You, like they lock the door, and if you want to get to the bride, you have to negotiate and put money underneath the door, and then you have to come in, find the shoe, put it on the woman, and then she's yours. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of similar. Uh, without the whole door thing, they don't tell you where to hide it. Um, but yeah, it was just one of the, the 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 female comedians actually that took upon the role of being Linda, our family, and stole it. Um, mm. I don't know if you remember Yoshna, the smallest one of all. I remember her. Yeah, yeah. and she, she was, was holding funny. it behind her back, so basically I just pulled it out of there. <laughs> Almost broke her ankle in the process because she weighs like 30 kilograms and she was just flying through there. <laughs> Give me that! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm great! Dutch, you went I'm to uh, you paying. went to Nepal, got married by uh, by a pedophile priest, and almost killed a woman. That <laughs> yeah, sounds like yeah, a that's... Nepal story. And you know, attacked by monkeys. The car, at least. and attacked by monkeys. Yeah, I guess the monkeys would also steal the dicks if they were if they were attached to the. But that's probably why they stopped doing the whole dick swing. <laughs> mm. Monkeys. So that says your house looks foggy. That's true. You kind of look foggy. Probably well, you are in your in your defense. You do live in Amsterdam, so it's it's a foggy place. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, let's see. Ori wrote us something. Every time you masturbate, you pet a Hindu god on the head. That's why Christianity and Judaism are anti-masturbation. You guys caught that. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. I see. Nice, nice. But the difference between the Christian uh, the Christian petting on the head and the Jewish one is that we cut the god's head off first or the beanie we cut the beanie off first and then we pet him on the head that's what we do man when i was in nepal thanks to you by the way and i really enjoyed that i uh, appreciate that i went there i i had some crazy shit like first off like i went to one one of the funny things that happened to me there was uh, you guys put me up in this hotel and there was this guy who like the guy who who uh the security guard at the hotel which obviously doesn't have any military background, but he's wearing a military thing. And every time I come in and out of the hotel, he, he salutes me. I'm like, look, I'm paying, you know, this is being paid for. I don't, I'm not even paying for this. There's nothing to salute me for. I'm a comedian. Don't, don't just use that. It's just like, it just makes it like anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to salute me. It was so weird. I felt like I had flashbacks from the Israeli army. I'm like, what the, I'm just trying to have some fun. But here's the freakiest thing that happened to me. So when, when we went to Nepal, the, you guys, uh, you talked to the Israeli embassy and they brought me over. And, and the thing, what I realized when I was hanging out with the, with the embassy people, and not only the Israeli embassy, they showed me around, very sweet couple. 
and there was also other people from embassies there and they are they everything is paid by everybody's government so they are the rich people yeah and and they invited us to a party of gender swap right where everybody <laughs> okay, dresses yes. like you know, men dress like women women dress like men and if you're transgender yeah. then you're just invited all right <laughs> so so basically they were all and i was sitting there you know i was a bit drunk i guess as well and i was looking at these people and i was like this is eyes wide shut these people the <laughs> white people from all over the world paid for by their government yeah. living in huge villas cross dressing while these nepalese servants stand there with food <laughs> looking at them and i was like shit is going down Somehow, something <laughs> bad is about to happen that was some weird shit. I, I think they had like two djs and one of the djs just stood there for an hour just like <laughs> like he had no idea just a local nepalese guy cool guy he like all and his was, ideas about white people just got very confusing <laughs> maybe more accurate than he than yeah, he knows probably, you know? yeah. I, was like, I was talking to one of the waiters and i was like what do you do like who are you and he was like oh i work in a i'm, I'm from the university so they bring high class waiters and the reason they're there is because they want to rub elbows with the with the right people maybe get a job it was it was so weird, man. It seemed it seemed so decadent, but really they were very nice people. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it was so weird. It was so weird. Uh, all right, we got like a lot of people are saying we are looking the same. Is the <laughs> screen doubled? Raymasters asks, and also near wrote in Hebrew. You can't understand this. This an alien says uh, uh, we were separated at birth. So <laughs> yes. yeah, we're also about the same height, I think. Well, we're we're both sitting right now, so it's hard to. But yeah, yeah we yeah, are. No, but, yeah, we know how we look. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think that you can take my passport and go to border crossing? Depends on the border crossing. Hmm. Like in Nepal, I could. They're just like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is a white person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It'll only take you three hours to leave the airport. Whoa! <laughs> another thing: When I was in Nepal, and they were like, "Oh, we we just got these machines." So things will go quicker. And those were the slowest machines in the history of machines. It was like, it was like it was, there were 10 people in front of me. I was three hours. And there needed to be a person to help with the computer because the computer was so bad. I was like, why aren't you just checking my passport right now? Why do I have to put the passport in the machine that works slower than a human being right now? Oh, that was, it was horrible. Oh, but when we finally, like, I think about two weeks after the, the wedding, we finally left Nepal, but then the, the whole airport was actually already closed for a week because they went full on lockdown. We okay. got out to uh, like re repatriation flights, a German one, actually, weirdly enough. But uh, because the airport was closed, the monkeys took over. There were like monkeys the everywhere. Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? We were, I was standing there with all these German tourists that were getting, you know, repatriated and I was there mostly pretending to be German uh, so that they would that's take me along. That's a good tactic. When, yeah, yeah. when surrounded by Germans pretend to be Jew, that's what I do, man. That's yeah, that, that's it's been a good survival strategy for, you know, 70 years now, 80 years, 80 years. Just if you're surrounded by Germans, for people watching, all you have to do to pretend to be German is to look disappointed and roll your eyes and go, oh, nah, nah, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> You're, you're you're in and drink yeah. a beer that's basically it all right but uh but yeah monkeys were like 
they took over the airport and they were stealing all the food from the, the, the German tourist, which was rather funny. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine German tourists dealing with monkeys. Monkeys in the airport. Do they check their <laughs> passport? It's, it would have been a better check, probably. <laughs> mm. It's funny, like you pass the instead of the instead of passing your your uh, luggage in the X-ray machine, they just check you for lice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a good did enough you, check. Mm. <laughs> did you pack your own hair? All right, cool. German monkeys, uh, Soledad wrote. German monkeys. There are no German monkeys. I've never seen Germans are are like Europeans generally are not hairy enough. Every time I go to the lake, even when I lose weight and I feel good about myself, the minute I take off the my shirt, I'm part of the bushes. You know, the Germans <laughs> yes. are so clean and lean. You know, it's just it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's if I we would be next to each other shirtless, then it would be clear that we're not family. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You'll be like European Israeli guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> European has some Arab in him. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Reimann wrote to us, I already was attacked by a monkey, but in Germany. What? You can't just throw that out there. Were you in the zoo? Paul, what happened? What happened? Tell us the story. All right. Is, or is this how you call foreigners? You need to be clear on these things. <laughs> I Before see you have you... spent time with uh, with Germans. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Before. yes. laughs> All right, all right. To lie my way into the, the German repatriation flights. Yeah, yeah. You just say some things about Auslanders and then you're and you're in. That's basically it. So tell me another story. Give me another one. Oh man, uh... that was a good story, by the way. I enjoyed that story. Like, not a lot of people go through a Nepalese wedding in their life. So, uh, you know, I, I, I recommend going to Nepal generally. Not right now, but generally, you know, you can... Uh... Wait, oh, he's, he wrote us... Wait, wait, wait. He wrote us, kind of an animal park when I was a kid. He stole my food, I think. How do you I don't think... remember what a monkey did to you? <laughs> this is, the, you know, this is how riots get started. Like, yeah, I think he stole something. <laughs> Yeah, blame the monkey. Blame yeah, the monkeys. Sure. And you're going to close yeah. the border for the monkeys and send all the monkeys back to where they came from. I don't know. You, you probably, Paul, you probably distorted that memory. You were like, you ate the sandwich and your mom was like, where's the sandwich? And you're like, the monkey took it. The monkey took it. <laughs> all right, tell me a story, oh, Fedor. Let's um, go. Next story. Next story. Uh, oh, well, well, why not uh, actually stick on the topic? Make it, make it the sequel. We'll make it the sequel. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's sell this shit. Oh, man. So th th this is going to be slightly more dramatic. Uh, not Ooh. too dramatic, of course. Everything's fine. But um, dramatic. So when we got married in Nepal, that, that weekend is when pretty much everything everywhere started to go on lockdown. Yeah. Flights got canceled. Uh, you know, some countries completely closed down their airports and airspace, whatever. Uh, so we thought maybe we should also go back. Um, I mean, I like Nepal, but at that moment, we don't know if we get stuck here. It might be for six months, eight months. I don't know. Um, also, we both lost all our sources of income within that week because we made money through comedy. Well, that wasn't a thing anymore with Corona. Wow. Tourism. Well, that was ended. And Linda worked with volunteers. Well, they weren't coming anymore. Uh, oh, wow. 
So within a week, we both lost every source of income. Uh, so you were feeling uh, you were feeling really Nepalese at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was on that like one dollar a month average or whatever it is. Damn. Um, I would have hired right. you to write me some jokes. <laughs> 50 cents for a punchline right. <laughs> would have taken it would have done it um, as long as there's no quality control or quality standard look uh, so at we, me we, we, <laughs> yes. look at I could even go, you know if you're tired I can go on stage for you try to do yeah, the same yeah. Just actually they probably think we're the same person yes. you, know? That's, you can uh, do the show without me basically all right Made easy, yeah. But uh, so, so we booked a flight like a few days later to fly back. But like everybody was getting flights out of Nepal, because prices were soaring. Like normally it's like five, six hundred euros for a return flight. If you it was going like above a thousand euros for a one-way flight, wow. so it was like everyone was in panic mode. Like because back then we didn't really know what was going to happen, what was going on, how bad Corona was, etc. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of a panicky time. So we got the flight a few days later, um, but that flight got canceled because it was pressing to a country that canceled everything. Hmm. Booked another flight again a few days later because the like the flight the, the next day was like already two thousand euros, so we couldn't afford that. So booked wow. the flights again like five days later, which was still way overpriced. Um, and then Nepal went, yeah. After in two days. We're gonna close our airport and airspace, and our flight was ah, in three days. Fuck. So that one was also canceled. Damn. So we we rebooked one more time. We got the last flight, a quarter to midnight on the last day that we were gonna allow flights. Uh, said our goodbyes to everyone, which was a bit of an emotional goodbye because we had no idea when we were gonna co come back. Hmm. Still don't. <laughs> uh, Went to the airport. We love you, but not that much. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, you know, uh, but pandemic, uh, <laughs> and you have two ventilators in this country, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's giving them some. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, went to the airport, looked at the board. Flight's not there. What? Asked around, this is Nepal, you know, sometimes the flight's yeah. not on the board, sometimes the luggage is in another country, sometimes the monkeys are controlling the board. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, then word came in, flights canceled. Uh, and then we both collapsed a little bit because we're like, this is a few, this, basically we've blown our reserves by now on tickets that got canceled. Oh, fuck. Uh, and it was the last flight, so we were stuck. What do you mean? But you got the, you you got your money back, though, right? Sorry uh, to stop you for uh, yeah, 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 Jewish, no. Jewish By side. By now, uh, well, the last flight that was canceled was Nepal Air. Okay. I think I don't not, need to explain that. I'm not getting. You're never money getting back. that money back. <laughs> I got some from other flights from Qatar. I got some money back, but I, I think it's still three or four thousand. That's beep, gone. You call a Nepalese company. I want my money back. Is that? We the, our company doesn't exist. Yes, you can have. I'm gonna sue you. Good luck <laughs> finding the court. Yes. And when uh, you get there, it's run by a monkey. So <laughs> like, oh uh, man! The court yeah. finds you banana. All right, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. No, no, my bad. But then we went. We went back to the, uh, uh, yeah, to the house. 
which we've canceled then. <laughs> Wait, so the, the, it was, what? It was, that's it? Like it was canceled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, canceled. I thought it was a mistake. Oh, fuck. No, 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 okay. no. It was actually canceled, turned out. Um, so you went back to your house. Uh, yeah, back to the, the house that we had canceled already. <laughs> but, what do you, you mean? Know, you, you're not it was a rental place, so we just canceled, you know. Oh, fuck. Uh, but they didn't have new tenants, surprisingly enough, because nobody was coming in. Um, yeah. But the day later, we actually moved into a friend's place that had already left Nepal. And it was like a huge place. We had four bathrooms in the in the house. Nice. Uh, and, and, and they had like huge stocks of food, dry canned food, whatever. Uh, so it was actually a pretty good place to be, you know, for a pandemic. Hmm. Then, so how long were you there? After that, still about two weeks. Because what happened oh, okay. is, also like two days later, they, they announced like the full-on lockdown. And that was initially like you're not allowed in the street, not even for groceries, or we hit you with a stick. What? That's, that's the, the police way. Also in India, if you look on people, Google or YouTube, you search uh, India, people breaking lockdown, you see just police officers hitting them with a the stick. Um, why, did this we, was... why did we stop with hitting people with a stick? It's a pretty effective, pretty <laughs> effective. It move. works. It works. It's, uh, uh, and this was announced, I remember, at 5 p.m., that at 6 p.m., the lockdown was going to be of effect. So we only had like an hour. So we went to the liquor store. And got fuck. the essentials <laughs> because we had all the dry food. We just bought rum, like a oh, bucket. The rum uh, and Tiger Bomb. That's what you get in a bomb. That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tiger Bomb is good for everything. It's I wish they were sponsored. Not this. for your penis. Don't uh, use it. Well, well, if you like to suffer. Yes. Well. <laughs> I think you it's, know. I think Tiger Bomb. Tiger Bomb is not a real company. I wish they would. Uh, they would sponsor my show. But I don't think they exist. I think Tiger Bomb appears out of thin air and just is there. I think they're just people at home making something and calling it Tiger Bomb. Yeah. It's like I'm, this, This like, it's not really officially agreed upon, but everybody knows what they're, you know, we're doing this thing, we're making it, calling it Tiger Bomb, selling it, and burns. That's basically that's, Anything that has the name Tiger in it just sounds good. Probably if you, you just take, like, Loop, and do a few drops of Tiger Balm in there, just so you get like a slight tingling sensation. That might actually be nice. I mean, Lord Shiva would appreciate it. Yeah, oh, he would. He would. He, he would. would. You would. He would enjoy it, and also his back would be slightly better. Yeah, and it's so Ladad Rodas, is it made of tigers? It's Nepal. Nobody knows. Uh, really, it's, it's, they have a good tiger population. It's uh, the tiger population has have doubled uh, recently. Probably because they're selling less Tiger Bomb. <laughs> but on the upside, they're not going into the city so much because the monkeys are ruling everything. Yeah, the so, they've got their territory. It's, uh, so that's all distributed. I think even. Trump should move to Nepal and, and say, let's make Nepal great for once. That's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just like... <laughs> uh, Paul hmm. wrote us... Wait, we have an update from Paul. He jumped on my back and I was shocked to death. First off, you weren't shocked at that because you're alive. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. But, oh, monkey jumping on your back, man. That's That's got to be scary shit. That's got to be scary shit. I remember when I was uh, I was in India, I was like, uh, I went, we, we got to Rishikesh, which is like uh, one of the holiest cities there, and they got temples and shit. So 
we, in order to get to the interesting places where they, where the interesting temples are and they're burning the bodies and all that shit, um, they told us that we have to cross the monkey bridge. Now, I assume it wasn't called the monkey bridge beforehand, but they were just, they, they relinquished the bridge to the monkeys because the <laughs> monkeys are just sitting on the bridge and they're like, yeah, what's in your backpack, asshole? That's, the, <laughs> that's what they do to everybody. And you just, I just was like, oh shit. I was like, a, you know, I was like an Arab in an Israeli uh, uh, airport, you know, just, just, just don't, don't look at my bag. I'm just, I'm just a normal citizen. Just please <laughs> don't just, just let me through. And they were cool, actually. They didn't. They didn't come to me. They were like, uh, you know, they, they, they. I think they connected to my, uh, to my Jewishness, and uh, and they allowed me to nice. pass. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They, they. I ran into one monkey on a bridge in Nepal, and he he just punched me, like what? very weirdly. Yeah. Like he was walking on a railing, and I was also I was surprised that he was there. So I was looking a little bit too long, which probably looked aggressive, and he just played boop. On my arm, like this. <laughs> what the fuck is up with monkeys, man? What is this? What is? I'm telling you, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is not like this is what people don't understand. Monkeys, hey, they just they, they, they shit you in the face. They don't care. Yeah, they don't, they don't give, give a, a shit. Fuck. Unbelievable, man. When oh. when I was in India, I was uh, me and Ila were walking in this very short path, and there was a cow. In the path. Now I was, I was. Oh shit! My camera died. Hold on, that happens sometimes. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta bring myself back. All right. So now we've we've officially entered the behind the scenes extra DVD part of the show because that's when my camera dies and I look exactly like you right now. Yes, oh my it's god! Foggy. It's foggy. Oh my god! We are the same person. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I'll I'll turn the light down a bit. All right. Cool. Look at this. It is the same exact screen. What's going on right now? Uh, it's horrible. Anyway, so just the camera. Oh, fuck it. we were walking. Doesn't matter, man. This show is low produced. Everybody knows it. So uh, we were walking in the in the in this short in this small path, this thin path, and I somehow passed. And then between me and 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 uh, Hila, there was a cow, right? And she was just she was standing there, and Hila wanted to pass. And uh, and the cow was kind of oh no sorry we were walking behind the cow Hila was in front of me no something like that I don't remember anyway so what happened was Hila was like trying to somebody said if if a cow is blocking your way you should go bre 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 whatever what some sort of noise some sort of noise that cows are like what the fuck are you doing and they'll just leave <laughs> so this cow she, Hila tried it on her she's like bleh, 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 and the cow just turned around. And just rammed into her, like boom, into her leg. And he was just shocked. And I'm standing there, and my and kind of like my protective instincts kick in. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at a cow. And yes. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do to this cow? There's nothing. I'm not the, the cow has won the day. And we just we just we just w waited for it to move and we went somewhere. I always but that's people like don't get the yeah, don't get it. That's the thing, you know, with in, in India and in Nepal as well, because the cows are holy. These cows, they know they're holy. They're mm. cocky, they're arrogant, they're aggressive. And, you know, I, I know you, you don't eat meat, right? No. And I yep. think you're absolutely right. That's the right thing to do. But you also see what happens if you don't eat cows, they become assholes. <laughs> so I do think we should all stop eating meat. 
but slaughter one or two of them a year and make sure all the other cows see it just so they know like we're still on you don't top have of to the kill them. just just slap a cow in the face really hard every once in a while yeah just, so everybody just needs to it. know like okay we're not eating you but we're still above of you in the food chain we're not yes. using that opportunity yeah. you need it's to remind just, them it's <laughs> just weird to to come from like a modern place i mean also nepal and india it's not like they're they're living in huts on the street it is it is modern it's kind of modern like the buildings and shit like that they got electricity and stuff it's it, it's uh, you know you know hotels and, and roads and shit and cars so it's weird that in the midst of being a modern human being that is supposed to be top of the food chain you still get bullied by animals <laughs> it's weird man it's weird it's like shit. The, nature still has to say there which i think is kind of good but it's weird i also it think also it's good it, it integrates weirdly, by the way, because the cows in the city, there's no grass in Kathmandu. So they yeah. just basically get food from people. There was like I think we were walking together and you told me that a cow that's going to this uh, kiosk is getting donuts from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the kiosk around the corner. Every cow <laughs> a day, the cow would stop there because he knows I'm getting the old donuts. Like... <laughs> I mean, if, the if cow you haven't stops seen there for the donuts, if you have not seen a cow eating a donut while you're sipping on your latte, you have not lived. That's you that's have not lived, my friend. If you <laughs> see a cow getting a donut and she's asking for too much, just slap that cow in the face. Yes, yeah, like... I was uh, when I was in India. I there. I don't know if you if you guys have been to India, but they they don't like traffic lights. So it's just an intersection and hallelujah, praise the Lord, whoever wins, wins. And I was, we were, I was not driving, I was in a taxi and this cow with her calf were just sleeping in the middle of the road and everybody was just passing them. They, they didn't even fucking honk at them, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. You just sleep there. Yeah. The cow doesn't give a fuck because they don't eat them. You need to occasionally eat no, the cow. No, it's not a matter. Just don't treat them like the boss. If you do that anywhere in life, if you look at, like, you know this, you're a married man almost somehow, in some way, in, in Nepal. More or less. That yeah. You know that if you treat a, a, a spouse, doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, like they're the, you know, your gift in life, you're going to start doing more of the dishes and, uh, and you're going to start, uh, you know, you're, you're going to start uh, buying them, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, uh, Tic Tacs, just to smell good at their next date with the, your best friend. That's basically what that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I went, I went down that rabbit hole, unfortunately. Did you? Yeah, I, Did I you? dug my own grave a bit. Oh, <laughs> oh tell us that story. I want to hear that story. Oh, no, it's not a, not a story. It's more like a general, like, uh, spo spoiling her a bit, basically. Uh, you spoil <laughs> her too much. Yeah, yeah, now there's just an expectation of, you know. And I don't mean she's lazy or spoiled or whatever. She's she's amazing. But now it, she does have the tendency to just lie down, grab a blanket, and order stuff. <laughs> Which is fine. I don't mind. I understand that. I understand that. You have to, you have to nub, nip that shit in the bud. You know, you got to go <laughs> yes. like, uh, nope. If she takes a blanket and puts it over here, you put yours over your head. That's what you do. Yes. I'm trying. I'm fighting back now, but you know it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> fighting back with a blanket. Yes.
let, I'm just going to interject here for a second, just because if uh, people just joined us, this show is called Crazy Stories. I have Fedor over today. Every Wednesday, I do a show where I bring in friends uh, and uh, they tell crazy stories from their lives. Every Monday, I have a show called Going Crazy, where I rant and you guys write me comments and I riff on your comments on my page right here, my comedy called Ori Halevi. And if you really want to be nice to me and you enjoy the show, please go to Patreon. There's a link uh, at, at My Comedy Cult, Ori Levy, or just go to Patreon to My Comedy Cult and contribute something, because why not? We're, we're artists in lockdown, and if you have the money and you're enjoying the show, please contribute something. I just wanted to say that. How's the... How, are you, do you live in Amsterdam, or do you live uh, somewhere next to Amsterdam? Uh, ne next to Amsterdam, suburbs, basically. How's the drug situation uh, next to Amsterdam? Like Amsterdam, I know like all the tourists are on drugs, but like, what's the? It's uh... oh, there was a nice, well, nice thing, interesting thing to see here. By the way, like back in when the first lockdown, when shops started closing, uh, the day that that got announced, there was like a run on the coffee shops. People started buying weed like crazy because it's like fuck lockdown. We need weed, and then. The day after, the government immediately decided, okay, coffee shops can stay open. <laughs> Apparently, this is a primary thing, whether we really need. So it's supermarkets and coffee shops. <laughs> I, I understand that. I mean, the, it does calm the population down, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you usually don't do a lot of harm when you're stoned. Yeah, and if you I mean. have to spend a lot of time inside doing nothing, actually being stoned is quite a good way to go about it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's, so. Uh, uh, but I wonder if that leads to more conspiracy theories or less. Because on one hand, mm -hmm. you're stoned and you're watching YouTube. But on the other hand, you're calmer. Well, if you're not anxious to one weed like I am. And some people yeah, yeah, people do get paranoid as well. So that for the conspiracy theories, it might not be too good. But they're also too stoned to act on it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's why, that's why Netherlands hasn't been in a major war in the last... Uh, in the, how, how long was it has it been since uh, since the uh, Netherlands were in war since you know those Germans came along <laughs> yeah but no but then they haven't initiated war right like the Netherlands no no ah, pretty good no pretty good no we, we tend to behave try to solve it and sell weapons that's a better we're actually oh, one everybody of the, sells, the everybody weapon sells traders weapons. everybody sells weapons you got to sell weapons man what are you gonna do if you don't go to war, you got to sell somebody your weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, you need to survive. It's business. It's, it's what we do. Uh, all right. Ori wrote us, ain't cow slapping an Olympic sport already? Uh, no. No. I'm against this. I'm against uh, making a sport of slapping cows. I would make a sport of slapping that ass. It is. It, I would actually be interested in, as a job, to be one of those people that massage the Japanese cows. What? <laughs> you, you, you're not enough into the meeting. There's like a, the, oh, the Kobe, like the Japanese fancy cow meat, they massage the cow. That is, first off, I don't want to talk about that, but other than that, that is very weird, Fedora. You want to be the one massaging. You're like, there's an opportunity to massage cows and I want to do that job. Well, actually, in, in the category of random stories, I followed a course in pig massaging. What? <laughs> there was this lady here that, in the Netherlands that gave a course in how to massage a pig. 
And I said, yeah, fuck it. Why not? And got a massage a pig. You went to this course or is it an yes. online course? You no, no, physically no, went. Course. Yeah. You see, that's what having a lot of weed around you will do to you. That's, that is <laughs> that's, massage. I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's very fun. The, the, the pigs love it. It is. I did take the, the if, if you massage them in the right way, and if they're not eating, I mean, if they're eating, you can do whatever the fuck you want. They don't care. They're going to stay eating. But if you massage them in the right way, which kind of like under the armpit, uh, they, they just f let themselves fall over and just let it happen. And I went with the massaging course. I went straight for the biggest pig, did the whole thing. And then he fell over towards me on my feet. And I had like 350 kilograms of pig on my foot. Like, ah! Serves you right for going yes, to a yes. massage, a course of pig massaging fedor. You're going to massage pigs in a course. Did you pay for this? Yes. That's unbelievable. Somebody told you, pay me money and I will take you to pigs and, yes. and teach you how to massage them. Okay. I, I don't know what the... the uh... I think you're going to... I th was this a few courses or was this a once-off? No, uh, it was a one, one. I could have done with more lessons. I still feel like I, I, sh I should have a refresher, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Do you ever just sit there with yourself and go like, I, I need to refresh my massage, <laughs> yes. my, my pig massaging skills. Also, I'm I, uh... still very di disappointed that they did not give me a proper certificate because it would be there on the wall where the Joker is right now. No, like, that, with pride. That I, that I believe. <laughs> Have you ever been like has has a pig ever been disappointed by your massages? Yes. Really? Yes. How do you know? It just it wasn't interested. It just walked away, you know, as women do with me as well, basically. Mm. As mm. most creatures do when I touch them. That's that's the universal thing. That's why we're friends, right? <laughs> yes. That's what we have in common. Yes. We know how to disappoint you very well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, people are writing this? things about the Netherlands. Wait, let's let's see this. Excuse me, Holland don't have outer territories. That's what he wrote. And then Eunice wrote, the Netherlands, that's a very German way of writing Netherlands, <laughs> yeah. don't make wars, but they always give credits to others to finance it. It's the yeah. relaxed way to contribute to war. Ah, okay. And we, and we sell them the weapons. Don't get me wrong. We're scum. We're absolute scum. I'm not going to say we're, we're, we're like good people. In fact, I've never met a good person in my life. It's no, but I have met good pigs. Pigs are quite yes. nice. It's 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 good pigs. I've met this. I met the, a good pig the other day, and he told me, "Man, I just got the worst massage. <laughs> yes. oh, horrible. It was a horrible massage." Or rewrote us. Wait, I met a guy who massages horses. All right, I can I can see that. He makes a ton of money. Gets flown to farms around the world. A horse osteopath, I bet he can take care of your pig and cows also. <laughs> yeah, but I understand why a horse needs a massage. You know, a horse does a lot of heavy lifting. What does a, a pig, pig do? Just, you know, rolls around in the mud. It can be tiring. It's, uh... it's essentially saying who should get a massage, an NFL player or me? That's the comparison between I, horse I know your, your back is bad, so I would say you. I wish you were back. Actually, since, since the operation, my back is a lot better, man. Still good. Nice, man. It's much better. Yeah, I'm doing physical therapy and stuff. I'm getting pig massages all the time. <laughs> yes. 
I should have mentioned the whole pink massaging when you were in Nepal and complaining about your back and went to the fancy massage place. I could say, hey. Oh, that is a, f I love that place, man. I love that place. Thank you. So that's Linda introduced it to me. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. her, tell her that that is one of my top 10 experiences in life still. Like, listen, guys, if you haven't been to Nepal, go there. First off, the prostitutes are very cheap. But other than that, no, don't. I've never been. I've never been. I've been a prostitute, but I've never been. Uh, and also, nobody came. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. So I went, to, I went to this Japanese massage parlor in Nepal. And I came in there, and there was a guy, and he was mute. Now, look, say what you will about mute people. I just realized the irony of that sentence. Say what you will about it. But, but, and I don't know if anybody says anything about mute people, but this, but this guy specifically, you know how they say that when you don't, you don't have one of your, uh, your, uh, you know, your uh, senses, then the others are heightened. So this guy know, knows how to feel you out. And he comes into a room, right? You, you, I wrote some stuff on a piece of paper. The guy comes into a room and he start, touches your body and he gives, a, a, like apparently he knows how to read your body amazingly. And then another guy comes in and this guy takes care of the bottom part of your body and the other guy on the top part. And then they switch. And it's like, it's an insane experience. I went twice and it cost me nothing because it's Nepal. Yeah. And this guy was so good. I gave him like a huge tip, which was just nothing. But it's, but it was, wow. It was the best, best massage I've ever had. It's just, I would go to Nepal just for that, man. <laughs> It's, and that's also why, you know, that building that expertise takes time. And I still think it was one day was too short for the pig massaging. I needed more time to really yeah. get in yeah. sync with the pig body, pig's body. You know what we should do? You and I, I should go to get the pig course, massage course. And then we can, uh, we can do like a, a forehand uh, pig massage while we look like the same person. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it might be soothing to the pig as well. Like, yeah, this is one one person I can handle this. We should. Yeah. We should. It's, it's uh, like having sex with twins. It's uh, unfortunately I have more experience with pigs than having sex with twins. But I, <laughs> I'm not sure twins want to have sex with each other. I don't see. First off, by the way, for that specific thing, I don't see the appeal. It's like it's the same person. If you're giving me two people in bed. I need a difference. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no added value. It's more yeah. of the same. It's like serving it's... rice with rice. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not... I, I don't get the whole twin fantasy. It's I don't get it either. Yeah, no. Overrated. All right. Do you have... You want one last story or you want to finish? What do you want to do? Wait, wait. All, all earthlings deserve a massage. Or he says, I need to open a spider massage salon. I... Uh, yeah, I agree. Why not? Yeah. I'm Even though general. massaging your spider sounds a bit like uh, giving Buddha a nice time, not Buddha, uh, <laughs> Shiva. It's uh, it, it's, and I think spiders are underappreciated as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just I have a spider in my uh, living room, Daddy Long Legs, the ones with the long legs. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they're called that. Uh, it's so funny that I, I needed, <laughs> yeah, I, need, yeah. I, I had a need to explain. Needed to explain the marketing on that spider. <laughs> yes. Also, that's a very like stereotypical name I, I know a guy joe small hands he's a very it's a bit of a gangster it's i think it's a bit of a like new york gangster kind of uh 
Joe yeah. Two Toes and uh... Two Toes. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for your fictional character. <laughs> yes. Anyway, tell me, tell me, tell me a story. Tell me a story. Last story, or or we can call it quits right now. Ah, uh, well, let me think. Let me think. Ah, uh, I got a uh, just because I want to tell you about it. I had a, so this summer we just as in Berlin we could do some comedy shows here again and was very eager to get on the stage any stage. Uh, so I took a gig. It was a gig in Dutch at a. It's like this holiday place, like a campsite or whatever. Um, so I thought, yeah, cool, whatever. Outdoors usually not the best for comedy, but you know whoever wants to listen, I'm game. I get there and it's really like this holiday place for families. And a cheap one. It was the audience. I'm, I'm trying to find the right wording because I know a friend actually went on a holiday to that place and don't want to insult him in case he's listening. But I would describe the audience as white trash. It's probably the <laughs> kindest way of putting it. Trailer park white trash. It was basically a trailer park holiday. One friend less on Facebook for you right yes, now. All yes. right, cool. I'll, I'll manage. Um, and I arrived there, and it's it's first of all, it's it's a very white trashy audience, not per se the type of people for my comedy in general. Um, and also there are a shitload of kids. But he said beforehand, we were worried about this. We said to the guy organizing it, yes, but you know, it's not really a thing for kids or comedy. He said, No, 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 they're gonna be separated, the children. And they actually were, because the stage was outside next to the playgrounds. And in between was it, it was separated by a small orange cone. <laughs> so you know, none of the dirty words could pass across. <laughs> <laughs> Those orange cones, they do the job, man. Yeah, yeah. The job. and and the MC, the host, we get there, we see all these kids, like below 10-year-old kids. Hmm. And we're like, what the fuck are we gonna do here? And he just turns to us, he says, It's fine, just do your material. <laughs> Show starts, like there's some parents there, but they are sitting like 50 meters across a field at the bar. So what does the MC do? He asks all the kids to sit on the first row. What? Oh shit, that happened to me once. I, oh, I, 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 I counted, oh. I counted from, from, you know, back, well, back, not backstage, but like but somewhere in the back of the field. There were 27 kids. The oldest was 16, and all the other ones were between 12 and 4 years old. <laughs> and the first comedian only had material on STDs. It was uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> How did it go? How did it go? Uh, they just look confused. The kids. I, mm -hmm. I end up doing some material from Nepal about squatting toilets. I think poop. Like that's I, they understand poop. If I talk about poop, they'll get it. Uh, but they mostly weren't making it was... a ton of noise. They weren't like interrupting. Yeah, of course they were running. They were they were they were doing. They weren't paying attention. Luckily, but still, <laughs> that was. Uh, so Look, yeah, that they... was the nicest one this summer. <laughs> it's amazing that that is that counts as white trash to you. You don't know how much how much trash we have in Israel. <laughs> like <clears throat> I went. This is this is a this is a story happened to me a few years ago. I I was basically auditioning. To be in the biggest club in Israel, in Israel, like the biggest comedy club, it's like 200 uh, people there on a regular basis, uh, maybe more even. And I came in, and for some god awful reason, the booker, like the booker of the comedy club, decided it would be a great idea to bring in like high schools 
you know, on that particular night, like a high school. So you had essentially uh, kids from around the ages of 14 to 17, you know, something like that. I think it was less. I think, oh, no, sorry. It was, it was, it was, anyway, it was teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Israeli teenagers are not European teenagers, all right? <laughs> We're talking about sand people, all right? <laughs> We're talking about people that, that won't shut up when they want to hear what you say. You know what I mean? And I came on, and they were just, just I was like, oh fuck! And I was opening the show. I think I was either I was opening or I was second, and I just tanked because nobody could hear my jokes. No one, no one. I can't. I tanked completely, and then uh, and then they just continued and, until one of the senior comics came on, and he couldn't do it, and he was like, all right, guys, we're gonna stop the show. And they went to talk to organizers. They took the kids out. And, uh, and, and that was that. But a day later, now, the guy who's in charge of auditioning people for the club wasn't in. So he called me. He called me on the phone. And he was like, uh, hi, hi. And I was like, yeah, hi. He was like, let me ask you a question. I was like, yeah. Have you ever done stand-up before? I was like, yeah, yeah. Is it, you perform a lot? I said, yeah, I do all sorts of clubs and stuff. I said, yeah. And then he starts like the subtext of what he's saying is like, you know, you got to get some experience. It's like, hey, man, I know how to do fucking stand up, <laughs> but you don't bring teenage kids that don't listen, you know? It's just like, and then he was like, okay, all right, come in next week. I'll come in to see your act. And luckily, I killed it the next week and there were oh, no nice, kids there nice. and I got into the club, but it was. Oh man, I hated that so much. Maybe that's why uh, I don't want to have kids till this day. <laughs> it's that trauma. Oh man, that trauma. That's also this oh. is the random association, most random association I had. But because you said sand people, I'm starting to think: is that the whole reason? You know, the different sand people do the whole circumcision thing is because you got sand otherwise stuck in between. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Hurts. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think so. so that may not make so. sense. I mean, I'm an idiot. I don't know, but I'm I'm thinking probably. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I had sand in there once. It's horrible. It's, Have you ever had painful. sex on the beach? Yeah, also horrible. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. You had sand in in your penis or in your what what or in the area in that <laughs> in the area trapped underneath the foreskin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never had that experience, but now that you're yeah, saying no, it, that's, it sounds that's, horrible. That's, that's, yeah, no, it's horrible. It is. It is. But if you don't know and you masturbate, that's like sandpaper. Ooh. Yeah, but you'll find out quickly enough. That's you'll realize. It's you're it's, gonna get uh, you're gonna get punished by Shiva if you yes. do that. Man, that's I've never thought about that actually because I've never had foreskin. I never thought about. Wow, you just opened my mind to thinking about things you can put in foreskin. Yeah, no, it's it's and if you have like more interesting nights, sometimes you find a long hair stuck in there. <laughs> Like, oh, I remember this? that blow job. Oh, yeah. all right. That's from 1997. <laughs> uh, the thing, I think the thing was the it, they were uh, there was a lot of sand and there weren't a lot of uh, rains. Uh, like uh, it didn't rain a lot. I mean, and uh, and also there was uh, there was uh, there was no shower. You know, so I guess I'm guessing like uh, you know infections and shit like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. All right, I think now that we've uh, talked about foreskin, 
Yeah, that's uh, always a good closer. It's a good closer. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna say anything about yourself? Some people are watching right now. Some people watch this after. This also turns into a podcast, so it's guaranteed to be listened to by my mother. <laughs> awesome. Actually, she doesn't uh, listen to it. She doesn't. Normally, you you know, with these things, you want to announce upcoming shows, but you know, there are none. Yeah. Actually, I, I got one on Sunday, but that's in Dutch, which is going to be streamed. Like it's it's actually recorded. I'm looking forward to it because it's it is recorded in on a physical stage, in a very nice. It's more of a music club, uh, but on a very nice club. I'm just looking forward to holding a mic stand again. Mm. I mean, there's not going to be audience, so it's going to be horrible. But still, just being on a stage holding a mic stand, maybe they even give me a drink token for you know sentiments. It's funny, they give you a drink token and the guy with the drinks is just next to you. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's, but he wants it anyway. He just yeah. wants the experience. It's, he misses it as well. You know, we all All right, it. look, you're not, you're not very good at marketing yourself. So I'm just going to say, uh, Fedor <laughs> Eclair, uh, if you have a pig. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if you have a pig that needs massaging, uh, look up Fedor Eclair Comedy on, on Facebook. That's my Eclair. Facebook page. And yes. I'll, I'll massage your pig. Happily, he'll massage I'm... the shit out of your pig. I'm telling you, he's he goes there under under the the, the armpit, and he goes right in there. The pigs just yeah. fall over. I, I know it's, what pigs uh, like. I know what pigs like. That should be your that should be your the name of your next special. Yeah, I know what pigs I know like. what pigs like. All right, man. Thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate Thanks for having me, man. For being so spontaneous, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I'll see you soon, man. Yeah. Bye. Cheers. All right, guys, that was the show. Crazy Stories is the show every Wednesday, 8.30, on My Comedy Cult, Oria Levy. If you're watching this from anywhere else and you want to keep watching the show, please like the page. You get, a you get a notification when I'm about to go live. There's not other notifications, just those. And you get that. On Monday, I do a show called Going Crazy, which is a funny show where I rant about shit from the week and shit like that. And you can comment, and I, and I rant about your comments. It's really nice. Uh, also, if you uh, want to listen to the show, uh, but you don't want to watch it on Facebook, you can go to Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and look for Going Crazy. Uh, I'm there, and the shows are there. And please, please consider, if you have some money, and you're a good person, and you want to donate, go to Patreon, My Comedy Cult, or there's a link on this thing. And hopefully, I'll see you on Monday. Next week, I've got also on Wednesday a great guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think I've got uh, Tyrone next week. Oh, Tyrone has some crazy fucking stories, man. He grew up in the roughest neighborhoods in America, and he's a hilarious guy. So come check us out. And please remember, if you have foreskin, floss. Good day.